0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. This is Melissa Freidenberg in the Gross Point office, and today I am here with Jay Freidenberg, Financial Advisor with Pearl Planning. Welcome, Jay.
1: Thanks, Melissa. As always, great to be here.
0: And our guest today is Nathan Steiner with Guaranteed Rate. He is a personal friend as well as our mortgage lender, Jay and I, we have used him for the purchase of our current house, as well as uh, several refis in the past. We really wanted to have him as our guest this week because we've been getting a lot of questions on the rise in mortgage rates recently. Gone up quickly, so if you haven't locked in and you're in the process of buying a home, you might be alarmed at you know what the current rates are at. And we really wanted to bring in an expert that can help us understand what's going on. Nathan is a senior vice president of mortgage lending with over 20 years experience in the mortgage industry.
2: Thanks, Melissa and Jay. Yeah, uh, I appreciate the opportunity. Some unique times with you know a lot of expectations to be set up. Let me write that
1: down. You said unique <laughs> times. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a nice way of putting it. So if you don't mind talking a little bit about your process and how guaranteed rate works with clients that are in the market for a mortgage.
2: Yeah, definitely. I, was, uh, I actually spent 18 years of my career with a bigger bank and decided that I needed to take take a more customer service, simplified role in the mortgage process for a consumer, basically. So how do we get them from point of application to close, still super excited to buy the house and as easy as possible? And in our office, what it is, is having your operations in your office, uh, knowing exactly who you're going to talk to at what point of the process, understanding the process and recognizing what is needed and what is not needed. Right. So, you know, our objective is to have you clear to close in 10 days is is the goal from day from application to closing 10 days. Now, if you close on that day, great. If you want to wait, great, too. But, you know, to get it done
1: as quick as possible for you.
0: And that's especially important in a competitive Mm -hmm. home buying market, which we have seen. So,
1: yeah, I was going to say even like under the best circumstances, if the process doesn't go correctly, it can be the difference between getting your dream house and not.
0: Jay, would you explain a little bit about what's driving the rapid change in rates right now from an economic standpoint?
1: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's inflation, right? So not that I need to tell anybody who's listening to this, that inflation is at a at a 40-year high. And what uh, what's happening because inflation's at a 40-year high is that the Federal Reserve is raising interest rates to combat that inflation. And just to give a little perspective, Federal Reserve is aggressively raising rates. It's the most aggressive rate hiking cycle in in more than forty years. They've raised rates uh, five times this year. Most recently on the twenty first, Federal Reserve rate was increased another three quarters uh, of one um, percent. And just to, you know how that affects the. Um, the 30-year, which is, affects your 30-year fix, and I'd love for you to talk about that, 30-year Treasury went from just about 2% uh, on January 1st of this year to where it is now, just about 4%. Um, That's a big a,
0: increase. Yeah. In, ha- in uh, what period of time again?
1: From, from January 1st of this year to today. Wow. The rate increases in the Fed hiking cycle has really in in you know impacted the housing market. Even though prices are still up eight uh, percent year over year, sales are down 20% year over year nationally. And, and hopefully we can talk a little bit about that. But that's really what's what again is is driving the market. It's inflation, the Federal Reserve, and interest
0: rates. Now, I know you mentioned, Jay, um, talking about the national level but let's talk a little bit about what's going on here in the local market Nathan since you know you you help clients all over the country Metro Detroit and we have an office in Birmingham and Dexter and I know that that you're in that market quite a bit but if we look at Gross Point and what has happened locally
2: so in reference to the housing market 2021 six today 645 houses that sold to date at this point we're at 625 houses. So, you know, theoretically we're about 90%, over 90% um, sold on track right there. Uh, You have 127 active and then 62 pending. We have tons of demand. We've got more buyers than we've ever seen in my career of 21 years out there, but they can't expect to sell a property like it was sold in the last two years. So they can't expect, you know, 50,000 over asking, 75,000 over asking, Waving of appraisals, waiving of inspections. You are seeing buyers now more than ever come in You know, contingent offers, meaning they're offering based on the sale of their property or they're contingent on inspections, uh, contingent on appraisals. Uh, they may come back after an inspection and negotiate out seller concessions. So the buyers have gained a little bit more opportunities we're not seeing prices decrease, but the sellers can't expect to sell the way we've seen in the last couple of years. Would you say it's still a seller's market
1: or has it become a buyer's market?
2: So it definitely is still a seller's market from, from history. So they, they score that based on quantified time of listings, right? The average listing and how long it's been on the market. If listings flip to over six months, you would call it basically a buyer's market on average. Under six months, it's a seller's market. So it's definitely still a seller's market, and you're not necessarily seeing decrease in prices either. Mm-hmm. And you may still see multiple offers, but you're not seeing the extreme that we were seeing for two years.
0: So with mortgage rates higher, mm-hmm. obviously monthly payments are higher. Mm-hmm. Um, is the amount that people are getting approved for, like, is that changing as a result of the higher rates?
2: So, yeah, it, come, it does definitely come into factor what people can approve. Rates, you know, you were talking about the movement of the the bond market and so forth in, in rates. Uh, the People want to know the direction of rates. We, we constantly watch the 10-year bond, right? So that'll give us a good direction as mortgage rates on a daily basis of, you know, where they're going to go. Rates started at 3.22% in January, and we're looking on average, say, 6875 to 7% based on today. So what does that mean? That means probably a 45% increase in payment, 45, 50% increase in payment. So if you
0: could afford a $500,000 house, you're looking at?
2: Probably about $150,000 difference in loan amount size based on payment.
0: Yeah. And I should mention, I should have mentioned in the beginning, but today is September 30th, 2022. If you're listening to any of the rates uh, quotes, and this is not in September of twenty-two. You do want to look at current rates.
2: Correct. Correct. And the, the thing is, is setting expectations. So so lending has been very conservative over probably the last 15 years. We aren't necessarily pe- seeing the rates affect everyone's opportunities to buy. It's more of comfort level on, on monthly payment more than anything. Yeah. Is, you know, we, I had a conversation with someone yesterday. Their payments were going to double from the house they're in now. New house that they were looking at. They can afford it. But it's understanding if they want to afford it and if it makes sense for their lifestyle.
0: And I have seen with conversations of clients this panic of like they want to buy a house. It's worth the price it's listed at to them. But they're really worried about it potentially being worth a lot less since especially those like us who live through 08. Right. We purchased a house and then saw the value go almost in half here in this Rose Point area. And to what I think you're alluding to, and what we see is, is people have different balance sheets. Now, households have more cash on hand. It's a different environment, less leverage, higher lender sta- lending standards we've seen in the last 15 years. So if we see a slowdown, which is what the Fed is trying to do, it's different from what we saw if there is, you know, even the R word, a recession, from what we saw back in a way.
1: It's very interesting because it, when you start to think about people that want to wait, they're almost expecting the next shoe to drop. And I just wanted to, you know, draw a couple of contrasts. When we went through the financial crisis and the housing market crisis, it's so different than it, than it is today. You know, we had the pandemic. Now we have inflation, and you know, it's a it's a coin flip if we have a recession. If we do have one, in our opinion, it's going to be very short and it's going to be very shallow. So maybe rates will come down, but to forego that and think that, you know, rates are going to go back down to two, that's just not going to happen. I do want to just mention quickly, because you said that people's balance sheets are different. Interesting. So we, we had the recession because of the pandemic. It was the only recession in history where credit scores actually increased. So I'll kick it back to you with that. I mean, you're probably seeing the same thing, right? You're seeing more equity than we've ever seen in properties, too. You're seeing higher credit scores, more equity
2: in properties that people have ever seen. So they're sitting on more equity. You know, again, very conservative lending standards in the last 15 years. And I, I did read something. Average incomes up 16 17%, too. Yeah, on average as well.
1: Yeah, and uh, unemployment rates are you know hovering somewhere just under four percent. Put it that way. And again, if we have a recession, we're looking at unemployment rates maybe getting to four to four and a half percent.
0: Not to age myself too much, but when I was in school, an economics major. The current employment rate is actually under what they said, the natural rate of unemployment, like that you would always see. That was what I was taught textbook wise. I mean, yeah, full
1: employment was an unemployment rate of four and a half percent.
0: Exactly. Right. We don't we don't have a crystal ball, but we're saying that if things were to slow down, it would not be the same situation that we saw.
2: The other thing, too, is uh, for the Metro Detroit markets. And the Michigan markets were still a very affordable market relative to other cities, and with with true. and with so many occupations being able to work where you want, mm-hmm. you can you know Michigan is an ideal space to move. You know, I mean, someone was just talking about all the people moving to Nashville, and I mean, look at Denver where people are moving, uh, and Michigan's still super affordable relative to cities like that.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, maybe rates are aren't out of reach but rates are higher. It, are there specific strategies that, that you're doing with clients or discussing with uh, real estate agents right now? Yeah, so so a couple of things. ARMS are more popular than they've been in
2: 20 years. An arm, just to clarify, it's a, an adjustable rate mortgage, which means it's fixed for the period of time being, you know, three, five, seven, ten years that you would set it at and then becomes adjustable after that. I never go into an ARM Telling someone that rates are going to drop because you just don't, you can't assure anyone that a rate's going to drop. So the people taking arms now are more affluent people in the sense of they could pay off the whole mortgage if they wanted to. They take advantage of possibly a lower rate, and and a lot of times their financial advisors will say, you know, hey, we're going to go with the ten-year arm. We're going to pay it off in X amount of years, or you know, they have a different plan, and I follow their lead on something like that. Someone that's going to move. Within seven years, they don't see themselves being in that house. You know, they have different life plans going forward and, and so forth. So it is a short term buy. The other thing that we've never used before in the past, but right now seems to make sense is well, this is more to the selling side. And if a seller's willing to offer it is what's called a 2-1 buy down. So what a 2-1 buy down is, say market rates are 6.875. For your first year, that rate's going to be 4.875. For your second year, that rate's going to be 5.875. For your third through 30 years, the rate goes back to 6.875. Obviously anticipating in those first two years, you're hoping rates drop and you refinance. And it truly only makes sense if a seller pays for it because it could be considered like a, a seller credit on, on that side. So your savings over on average, on a $500,000 loan, you can assume a cost for an option like that is about 11 grand, 2.2% of your loan amount. Your savings over that period of time is about $11,500. So to as a buyer to pay for it up front, your savings almost washes itself. But if a seller is willing to give it back to you, you're going to have a reduced payment for those first two years.
0: Am I understanding correctly? In a situation where you really like a home, maybe you're in the process, and then you get a little spooked at how quickly rates went up. Maybe the seller has a lot of equity in their home and they want to work out the deal. They can buy down, say on a $500,000 home, they would at closing give the seller an $11,000 credit, and that would give the buyer the lower rates for the first two years. Correct. And worst case scenario if rates don't go down. You can't refi out then you're just back at whatever rate you would have gotten for the full term of the loan. Correct. That's a good deal.
2: Yeah. So what I'm telling listing agents, as opposed to your house being listed at $600,000 and deciding to drop the price to five ninety, dollars maybe leave it at six hundred dollars and offer a, a seller credit to buy down the buyer's rate. So an incentive to buy that property at a lower rate for the first two years.
0: Yeah, I can see how that could work now.
2: And going forward, always, yes, to refinance. But yeah, your anticipation would be hope in hopes that rates will drop in that period. Okay, interesting.
0: And it is good to explain how the arm works, too, because I think a lot of people think adjustable rate in a rising rate environment. I don't want to be in that. But the idea that you are actually locking in for a period of time, whether it's three, five, 10 years, right? So... Mm -hmm. A lot of times people will say, I'm going to sell the home when the kids go to college, or they have a timeline, or I'm going to relocate somewhere. I know in the next five years, 10 years, that would be a good way to get rates down if you know you're going to sell.
2: I dealt with a lot of professional athletes as well that know they won't be somewhere in five years, but they're buying it for the, the period of time there. So they're again, good candidates at the arm
1: or people that can pay off the loan and want the lower rate at that point. And correct me if I'm wrong, arms kind of have a bad rap because they were utilized so much in, um, you know, prior to the housing meltdown or whatever we call it these days, where it was, you know, speculation that the home values were always ever going to go up and rates were going to go down and not to get into Dodd-Frank and all that stuff. But these days, that's really not even possible anymore. No, I'm glad you brought that up. So arms were initially,
2: you saw a lot of people take arms in an effort to afford a home. Okay. So say the market rates were 6%, say an arm was 5%. They could afford the home at 5%, but they could not afford the home at 6%. With all the conservative lending, when we approve a buyer based on an arm, we're approving them based on what that rate could adjust to.
1: Like worst case scenario? Yes, we're okay. approving
2: them at a higher rate than what the actual rate is. So again, you're really making sure that client can assume a worst case payment on something like that.
0: Interesting. And let's talk about historical rates a little bit. Well, 7% is shocking to those who have refied in the last few years, historically, it's, it's really not that...
2: Yeah. So as as far as interest rates in the in the '90s, we were averaging eight point one two percent. The '80s was an average of twelve point seven percent, and then the '70s was eight point eight six. If you get within the last twenty years, uh, the two thousands averaged at six point two seven. So we can assume today's rates on September thirtieth are six point eight seven five on a thirty year fixed. But that doesn't take into fact that jumbo loans right now are probably closer to six, three, seven, five, six and a half. Uh, FHA and VA loans are six and a half, six and a quarter. So we're on track of where the average has been. We're just not where
1: we saw the last two, three years. So for for people that are listening, whether you're, you know, across the country in Metro Detroit or here in Gross Pointe, if you don't mind, how, how should people get in touch with you?
2: Yeah, that, that's a great question. I appreciate that. Because um, we are, quite frankly, having a lot of conversations right now with with realtors, with buyers, with sellers, you know, talking through exactly what we've just spoken about. Uh, they can reach me at, you know, my cell phone at 313-570-3121. Uh, my email is pretty simple. It's Nathan at rate.com. And then I always encourage people to follow us on social media. So NM Steiner Lens on Instagram nathan steiner on uh, facebook and linkedin and you'll get a lot of market updates through that as well as property updates and everything else
0: and we will link that in the show notes as well so if you're driving don't scramble for a pen for nathan's cell phone <laughs> number we will have it linked so you can always go back to the podcast and give him a buzz
1: oh nathan i just want to say thank you very much for for being a guest here you know friends clients of ours that have these questions it, you're, you're always a wealth of knowledge and we really appreciate No, i appreciate the opportunity
0: Thank you so much. I know you're a busy guy. So thank you for taking the time out of your day. And um, thank you to our listeners. If you're listening and you found this episode helpful, maybe you have a friend or family member that is currently looking to purchase a home, please do share. We really love and appreciate when you do that. Thanks so much. You can access our first two seasons of this podcast on our website at www.pearlplan.com or on Spotify. If you're interested in learning more about Pearl Planning, feel free to sign up for our newsletter also found on our website.